Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 27th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. We had a good day back at work. It is, uh, we're getting to the like, you know, we're definitely in the low now where like we've been so busy, so frenetic, and now, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down again, you know, we're back to like slow time. Now, granted, we're still like cleaning up, kind of getting residual cardboard that has been like, you know, we have this nasty habit of kind of having to like almost sweep it under the rug because we just get so much cardboard during this time of the year. Um, and now they're just like pulling it out from under the rug, if you will. So, you know, that's kind of the only frustrating thing that I've had to deal with uh, today, which is not bad. I, overall, I can take that in stride. Uh, let's see here. Food corner from the other day was simply leftovers from the holiday. It was yummy. It was great, but now it's behind me. Uh, let me see here. There's really nothing else on the personal tip. You know, I might get a little nostalgic, you know, here and there throughout the week. Also, I guess I kind of want to add this at the top. Uh, I might wind up taking off like anywhere between now and, uh, next week. I might just be taking some time off podcasting wise i don't know not too long of a hiatus but i can definitely kind of feel the news well kind of like uh how do you say drying up i i know it's like i always say that the news is out there i just you know i gotta look for it and usually that that is completely true but sometimes there's just like like i don't need to tell you guys about trump and whether or not you know he's gonna fucking get on the ballot or not you know what i mean like do you guys really want to hear that story from the umpteenth time uh, Michigan said, Hey, you know, he's, he's good on the ballot. He's good on our ballot, brother. Um, you know, I, I just don't want to like bring you like, you know, kind of rewindy nothing burger type conversations. At least it feels like that to me. So yeah, you know, I might just take a couple days, just kick my feet up and not give a shit, but we'll see. I mean, I was, I was, I came in with that mentality at the top of this episode and then I found what I was looking for. I found some good news to talk about. So, you know, uh, hopefully I can just keep keep rattling them off. But um, if not, then you know, I'm good. I'm chilling. I didn't die yet. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and um, take my startup. And then um, we'll get into said news. I'm so interested in talking about. All right. No, <coughs> oh, not the hiccups. Ooh, ooh, wee. From Reuters Iran, Russia to trade in local currencies instead of US dollar. State media. Iran and Russia have finalized an agreement to trade in their local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar, Iran's state media reported on Wednesday. The agreement was finalized during a meeting between the governors of the two countries' central banks in Russia, it said. Both Iran and Russia are subject to U.S. sanctions. Banks and economic actors can now use infrastructures, including non-SWIFT interbank systems, to deal in local currencies, state media said. 
Um, this is something I find interesting just because um, we, we are always in this nexus of like so many countries lean on the U.S. dollar. And then there's also another subset of countries that go, yeah, yeah, like we have to lean on this fucking thing. But like, man, I, I really wish we didn't have to. And, you know, when times like this happen where you're like, oh, OK, I guess we're public enemy number one to, you know, the U.S. of fucking A. Maybe we should just fucking get off of that, especially if you are dealing with me and I am dealing with you. Then, like, let's just trade in our own fucking currencies or whatever. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it local yokel. Um, obviously, another currency is, um, you know, the gold standard, you know, doing that, uh, just saying fuck it all and just go back to that metric. Um, you know, I, I do get it. Definitely looking at it, you know, from a bird's eye view. It's kind of crazy that one country's financial success or failure is what you're hinging your whole economy on. It's kind of wild. It's kind of crazy. Um, especially when there's times where you, like, you look at other currencies, like, what is it? Isn't the pound, like, more? That's always bugged me. Maybe it's because I'm an American and I get, I have beef with that. But it's like, well, how come our shit is not better? Because we're fucking, I mean, I hate to say it, we're better, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't know. I saw that, that weird, but... I also get how people find it weird that, like, once again, we're basing shit on the fucking goddamn USD. But yet we got goddamn Javier Malay saying, like, goddamn it, bitch, it's better than the goddamn peso. (laughs) At least the Argentinian peso, you know? So, you know, uh, I found this interesting, so I figured, hey, we'll go ahead and throw that on the board, talk about that. Um, Let's see from Al Jazeera. Workers protest in Indonesia after blast at Chinese-funded nickel plant. Now, this is when I was kind of bummed. I found this on, like, a random, like, side ticker while I was, like, scrolling through Reuters. Excuse me. I'm like, why wasn't this on my main, like, news feed? Like, why did I have to go hunting for this kind of fucking story? But I don't know. It just really is the kind of thing that happens with, like, the holidays, especially at the end of the year. Like, I've heard people say this, that, like, the news just slows up. But it's like, it really fucking does. And I'm like, that's just so weird because we live in a society that's so plugged in that, like, you don't have to wait for your fucking local paper to come to figure out what the fuck is happening today and yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, you have the news at your fingertips that it should just be there. So anything and everything that's happening, we should just know. I don't know. Maybe it's like a first world thought or something. And maybe I'm, I'm you know, I got a slimmer roll. But I, I get I get disgruntled when I'm not, like, you know, when the font is running dry. I don't know. It bugs me. But let's get back to it. I'm sorry. Uh, hundreds of Indonesian workers have protested for better work safety standards following an explosion at a Chinese-funded nickel processing plant that killed 18 people and injured dozens more. Around 300 workers joined Wednesday's rally, said chairman of Serikat Pekjera, or Pekerja, Indonesia Satchera, or SPIS, Workers' Union, Katsing, who goes by only one name, like many Indonesians. Our main demand is for companies to comply with the occupational health and safety law, uh, he told the Reuters news agency, threatening to stage a strike if the demand was not met within three days. The blast at Morawali Industrial Park on Sulawesi Island took place early on Sunday while workers were conducting furnace repairs. Ten Indonesian and eight Chinese workers were killed. The protesting workers gave a list of 23 demands to management, according to a letter sent to police by unions representing the workers. 
The demands included that smelters be better maintained, health clinics be improved to deal with emergencies, and Chinese workers be required to learn the Indonesian language. Sulawesi is a hub for the mineral-rich country's production of nickel, a base metal used in the electric vehicle batteries and stainless steel. And China's growing investment in the sector has stoked unrest over pay and working conditions. Uh, one thing I, I feel like if I can find it. Um, hold on. Um, let me see here. Uh, no production is worth a life. I did like this quote because I feel like that's so important to say, um, you know, because big wigs, um, you know, shareholders and even sometimes, sadly, the customers can get so caught up in like, hey, I want this product. We need this thing done. The people need blah, blah, blah. But you have to understand it takes people to make this fucking thing happen. And at the end of the day, people are important. They are the core thing. And if you are neglecting the people who are making the thing happen, that's fucked up. That's fucking monstrous. And you can't do that. Um, but yeah, the protesters shouted this through loudspeakers on Wednesday. The company had done what they, the protesters, demanded two days ago, Deddy told the AFP news agency, without specifying which demands had been met. We hope that this demonstration will not continue, or this demonstration will not continue after they hear our explanation. So yeah, essentially after they hear what we have to say, they should just understand and that, you know, we'll be good to go. And, you know, we'll fix these fucking problems. Now, let me get to the, the, the quote that I really wanted to do. It really, I don't know, it fucked with me. The family is grieving. He was the breadwinner, as uh, it was the uh, Muhammad Tufik, who is a 40-year-old welder who has left behind a wife and two children. Um, his uh, cousin, Parlin Hadiat, told AFP, adding that um, the company had given the family... Compensation of 600 million rupiah, or $30,625 after the accident. So think about that. That's like maybe if you're lucky, like one year's salary. But that's what they're saying that this person's life was worth. The entirety of their life. The person who was providing for his whole family, and now that that person's gone, there's a whole vacuum that cannot be filled here. And you're saying, well, you know, here's like a here's like an average like American person's wages or something like that. Like you do with that or something. Now, I mean, that's a that's a substantial amount of money to do a you know a point, but like it's not enough. There's no way that that's actually like compensation when you really truly look at it. And um, yeah, that really fucking bothers me. Like that kind of goes to show that it's like you see that this is a thing and it's almost like it's breakage to you. Like, yeah, we have this explosion, but, you know, nickel's got to get nickeled. It's just got to get pressed, whatever. And you're just kind of brushing it off. Like, these people are worth more than that. So I'm happy to see people protesting, and I hope that their demands are met and continue to be met because that's important, you know? Once again, a life is fucking precious and it should be treated as such. It shouldn't just be, like I said, like a meager annual wage and we call it a fucking life. You know, like, fuck that. Fuck out of here with that. Uh, let's move on to the next beat. Let's take it to the States. Let's go to California. Yay. Um, from KTLA articles. Um, I also got it from Yahoo News. California Pizza Hut operators laying off all delivery drivers. 
Two large Pizza Hut operators in California are laying off all their delivery drivers ahead of a new state law that raises the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. Business Insider reports. The layoffs impacted hundreds of Pizza Hut locations across the state, including Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties, and Sacramento, and involve more than 1,200 in-house delivery drivers. Uh, the job cuts will take place through February, according to the federal employment notices obtained by Business Insider. The new minimum wage law takes effect in April. Now, this is kind of like, like I was kind of glad to find the story because it just like it just like a jigsaw puzzle. Just connect with what we just fucking talked about. How I was so happy to um see that like hey we're giving a fucking a little bit more crumbs to the fucking poors and like hey maybe we'll get a little bit more money that we're fucking owed and deserved to i don't know offset this fucking hellish fucking <laughs> lifestyle that we have to try to maintain that we can barely afford um but sure enough these um these operators in california they're like oh no 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 um not only are we gonna like you know pass the buck on down to our consumer we're just gonna like uh cut out the driver Um, So I really want to read the quote here, and I want to kind of key in on some words I felt were very key. Um, Pack Pizza LLC, operating as Pizza Hut, has made a business decision to eliminate first-party delivery services and, as a result, the elimination of all delivery driver positions. A Federal Warren Act notice filed by the uh, franchisee said, Um, The Workers Adjustment and Retaining Notification Act, WARN, requires employers to provide notification 60 calendar days before mass layoffs. Okay, that's a cool little law, whatever. The the phrase I really wanted to to hone in on here is um, the first-party delivery services. So to me, what that reads as is they immediately saw the writing on the wall and said, man, that fucking sucks. So we're going to take like a hit, a hit. Let me put, you know, quotations there. We're going to take a fucking financial hit and we cannot we cannot recover from that. So instead, we're going to eliminate all the drivers that we have to fucking pay, keep that shit in house, and then we'll make a third party delivery service do it, a.k.a. a Grubhub, a.k.a. a DoorDash. OK, and that, and that's it. So now as a customer, you're probably going to have to fucking pay more. You're probably going to have to fucking deal with like a shittier, longer wait, and a horrible fucking customer service experience, not to knock DoorDash, but at the end of the day, you are adding another fucking company into the delivery process. That never makes it smoother. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. It doesn't. Like, the idea is that the Pizza Hut drivers, they had it down pat. They were ahead of the fucking curve. Like, you're just eliminating that fucking service and now just shipping it off to someone else. Well, guess what? You're going to get what you fucking pay for on that. And they don't care because they know that it really only affects the customer. Okay, so what? Whatever. You know what I mean? It's a lose-lose for everyone involved. But at the end of the day, um, you know, for uh, Pack Pizza and then Southern California Pizza Co., it's just it's just good numbers for them. And if you're going to raise the amount of money that we have to pay these people to do the service, we'll just fucking... Um, Cut, 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 snip, 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 and uh, ship on down anything else we have to, you know, pay to the customer. And it's garbage. So fuck Pizza Hut, fuck Chipotle, fuck McDonald's, fuck all these fucking companies for that. 
period. Like, you know what I mean? Whether you have delivery drivers, whether you're just doing the whole, oh, we, I'm so sorry, Mr. Customer, Miss Customer. We just have to, you know, we have to pay our workers and it's just so hard to do that. Even though our, our, our numbers are always good, but we just, we have to do this. I'm so sorry. So your Big Mackie, it's just going to be a little bit more. Sorry. Oopsie. Fuck you. Um, so yeah, I wanted to squawk on that. I wanted to speak to that. Um, <clears throat> but shout out to, uh, the minimum wage in California going from 16 to $20 an hour, you know, hell yeah. Get this fucking bread. Let's fucking go. Um, okay. Let me take my break and then we will do one more news thing and it's a feel good. So there you go. I, I did all my digging. I did all my searching and we found a good piece of news. It's a feel good, even though it kind of, kind of sucks. Cause you know, uh, We'll get into it. But anyway. Hoya. Ooh wee. Okay. From Ooh, second wave. <coughs> ABC7, <coughs> Eyewitness News. <coughs> oh, forgive me. Man rescued from car crashed off of I-94 near Portage, ID. Union describes him as positive, kind. Jesus, Pete's. I'm sorry. Um, the man who has been trapped in his crash truck for several days and was rescued after fishermen found the wreck under an Interstate 94 overpass Tuesday afternoon has been identified and is being described as a positive, kind, and energetic person by his union. Matt R. Reun, Reun, 27, is recovering. A spokesman for Boilermakers Local 374 and Indiana State Police said on Wednesday. The union spokesperson said they spoke with him Tuesday night. We are thankful Matt is alive and grateful for the men who found him. Matt's strong will and toughness speak volumes through this ordeal. Reum had to have part of his leg amputated due to his injuries and remains in the intensive care unit. So that's like the bad news. Obviously, going through this kind of situation, I don't know exactly how he wound up um, in this over, like under this overpass in this kind of bad of a way. But because of like the location, he was hard to reach and hard to see. And you know, due to his injury, I think he was, like, stuck. He couldn't, like, leave. Like, he couldn't, like, just get out of his car and go. And, you know, being stuck there for several days, he literally had to sustain himself off of rainwater. So that's intense. That's some hardcore-ass fucking shit. I feel like you could, like, make a documentary episode or something out of this kind of moment. Um, but let's see. Uh, Mike Ortiz uh, spoke to him. He's, like, a fellow guy in his union. Um, Matthew is a great guy, always smiling, coming to work in a joyful mood. He's a hard worker to great welder. There's not good enough. There's not enough good things to say about the guy. So, I mean, that's, that's high praise. Um, and it's good to see that like, you know, there's some solidarity here. 
Um, let me see here. There were the two Good Samaritans that found him. They were going fishing. Fishing. Uh, Indiana State Police said two fishermen, Niv- Navardo del Torre of Portage, and his father-in-law, Mar- Mario Garcia of Hobart, were walking along Salt Creek about one mile east of the Portage exit when they saw a crash car under the bridge, hidden from plain view, under an overpass, or yeah, under an overpass under I-94 between US-20 and State Road 249. They looked into the car and found a man inside. Garcia said they thought he was dead and reached out to touch him to confirm when the man woke up, turned his head towards them, and began to speak. He had a jacket almost like mine, and all I seen was this part, the shoulder. That moment, I touched the shoulder, and he swung around. He woke up, Garcia said, which that would freak me out. I'm sure, and I get for Renum, he's just like probably like, man, oh, man, another fucking day. And, you know, he's just like passed out, just sleeped out, and then next thing you know, whoa, like, you know, what day is it? (laughs) I don't know. That shit was crazy. So I'm glad that he was found. Um, that these, you know, these two fishermen just wind up becoming two fucking good Samaritans and they call it in, they get, you know, to him. Um, obviously sad about the leg amputation part, but hopefully, you know, the union does right by him and he's good. Um, there is a GoFundMe if you would, you know, like to find that and you do that. It has already raised over $3,000 as of Wednesday morning. So yeah, there we go. That's some news. We did that. We did some coverage. Um, if you'd like to support, help out the effort, you can. Patreon.com because Isaiah News. I shout out all my newsies at the top of the month. And I plug a project if you'd like. And then uh, free ways to hit me up. news one at gmail.com. Feel free to find me on all the socials. Either me or the podcast. Hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um... That helps out a lot. All the thumbs up are appreciated. All the comments are appreciated. Hopefully they're good, positive comments. Hopefully you're spreading positive energy in the comments. I would love that. I would love to see that. Um, And you can do that not just on the YouTube, but any listening app you're on. Um, So yeah, that's all I have. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.